not that a ton happened, but does anyone want to try a recap or should I just blow through it? I'm blow fine through with you doing it. Yeah. All right. So last session, you started by witnessing a sort of a debate in front of the leader of the town, Sir Malden, uh, between Dabin, who is a local uh, merchant, and Brulin of Boylan, who is a local head of a mercenaries guild. And the debate was that a caravan that Brulin's mercenaries are supposed to protect is a little bit late, and Dabin was trying to seek some kind of recourse. Uh, but he was laughed out of the hall by Sir Malden Haribor, the leader of Olakund Castle. And uh, as they left, they turned, uh, Sir Malden turned to uh, Eamon, played by Rex, uh, and tasked him with checking in on an update that he's been waiting from the town of Loban. He, uh, Sir Malden, he's the son of the King of Kaldor, and the leader of uh, Olakan is often considered the sort of heir in waiting, but it's never been officially announced, much to Sir, Mald uh, Sir Malden's chagrin. And Sir Malden decided as the largest tournament and celebration in all of Kaldor comes up, that he wanted to honor his father by expanding the kingdom's territories a little bit in his little enclave. And he tasked the leader of Loban, Sir Cathal uh, Desalier, with, you know, giving that a shot and seeing what happened. And he was supposed to report on his progress, and that report never came. So he's asked Eamon and a party of fellow townsfolk to make the trip over to Loban and uh, get that report and see what's going on. Uh, Eamon accepted. Uh, the party stepped outside and started to sort of go their separate ways. Fullentier, uh Blair, he crossed over the bridge, the Elensa Bridge, over to uh, Tentru, the little sort of uh, farming and fishing enclave on the other side of the Cald River. Uh, he retired there for the night. Wel uh, Weldon, Caleb ret uh, retired to the local temple where he's a, a ratter. Pete is, uh, let's see, Bartram, and he is a cook in Olakon Castle. He retired to the dormitory there. Rex went back into the castle to talk to Sir, Sir Malden's son, uh, whom they grew up together because uh, Eamon's mother was a wet nurse for Sir Malden's son. Let's see, uh, Sir Merald. And... He had a little sort of running into uh, a very passive-aggressive Simerald, begrudgingly gave uh, Eamon some letter of introductions to take to Loban on their trip. And Duck, who's Eisenbart, he headed down to an inn where he flashed the signal and uh, gained entrance to the local thieves' guild. And uh, he went downstairs. He purchased uh, some poison darts gave an update on what was going on with Dabin in the opening debate and learned that Dabin actually has sort of overextended himself financially by taking loans from the thieves guild to finance this missing caravan from Orbal uh, and it's it's package was supposed to be a large shipment of crimson cloaks and crimson is a, a sort of a luxury color that's uh, tough to obtain here in Kaldor but uh, Dabin was hoping that he had this sort of deal of a lifetime, um, bringing cloaks down from Orbal to sell at the uh, at the tournament that's held here late summer every year. Uh, it's the tournament of chivalry. Uh, there's more. There's a name in there, and I'm blanking on the name, but 
So that's basically what happened. Oh, and then I guess uh, Duck uh, Eisenbart uh, went back to Dabin's house just to see what was going on there and didn't actually see anything too suspicious, but did sort of take note of the family, where they lived, and, uh, and uh, what they looked like. Let me just, oh, just really quickly, just so I have it on the record here. Uh, it's the Royal Shelabin Tournament of Chivalry, and Shelabin was a queen, a couple of rulers before the current king who sort of restored sort of the soul of the kingdom, um, sort of brought back its traditions and, you know, gave, uh, elevated the kingdom sort of uh, in stature and made, you know, things matter again, so to speak. Um, so with that, I, I, I know last time we were talking about like the Olakan regional map and how things are very close. The one thing I wanted to retcon, if you guys didn't mind, was making the map a little bit feel a little bit bigger by making each hex represent more space just so travel isn't like okay we zip over here then we uber down there and next thing you know you've you know traveled the whole map in half an afternoon yeah so um are you actually like changing the you know if we were harn purists and we were going to plot <laughs> on our own harn materials but like would we say hey wait a second that that town should be two hexes to the west, or are you just um, zooming in more on what you've already zoomed in on? Does that make sense? Sort of, yeah. So it's it's tough to say. The map. I'll just activate it really quickly. The map. Hopefully, the fog of war is still there. I think I have to redo my whole character now because I think all scales all off. <laughs> my move says 10 out of 13 need, and i that's not right we so, need to role play in reverse for three hours you know i'm just going to start reading star trek adventures <laughs> that's, that's understandable yeah <laughs> this looks like why. the last thing you showed us yeah i just wanted to make sure so so basically just so i'm are you seeing the fog of war along the road i yep. unscrewed yep. that so it hasn't okay. changed other than the we're party not, we're not seeing the dragon that's right hidden here right there or the testonculus monster to the southeast <laughs> yeah okay uh yeah so rex to your I, I was sort of estimating the distances like there isn't as far as i could tell there wasn't like a hardcore map of this area i was trying to sort of guess distances by looking at other maps and and so right. i have a feeling in the grand scheme of things it probably won't matter too much do, do you not have the um harn atlas map pages for this particular area i do um okay. so i don't know if it just popped up for you guys uh so yeah i mean here is the atlas pages but it's kind of i mean you can Got sort it. of see olakan there in the middle but yep. and then you if you sort of go west you could see loban at the very end of sort mm -hmm. of like a west northwest road and then it goes up Right. road that goes to Orbal, which is another kingdom, and there's not much civilization right. in between. Uh, so I was using stuff like this to sort of gauge distances. Okay. Um, but that's why I have a feeling it's not going to matter too, too much. Okay. Um, hopefully. Uh, and I thought it might make it more interesting moment to moment to actually have travel mean something than just... Right. And so, so this is one of, one of those panel pages, for lack of a better term you know, E4 or whatever. Uh, yes. Okay. All yeah. Right. So the only thing that's more detailed than, than that is when you start getting 
maps for like towns and castles and things of that nature. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah. And actually, you know, even in the Olakand article, like where I pulled some of this from, it's even though it's the central sort of keep in this general area, there wasn't a map of the area, you know, aside from that sort of cartoon cartography one I showed you last time. Right. That you correctly pointed out the keeps cartographers losing it. Right. Um, that's kind of it. So I was sort of like, OK, you know, let me just sort of estimate. And, you know, I was probably not terribly far off, but it just didn't feel far enough. Um, OK. All things considered. So because like Blair was saying, it's like, you know, and I think I described it a little bit this way, like, you know, some of the towns right outside the castle, like, you know, are literally right outside the castle. And that felt like it was a little too, too close. Hmm. Uh, so anyway, so I'll take us back to this one. Uh, so with that, um, does everybody want to do a, a really quick uh, just because we didn't really get into the characters too smoothly last time. I sort of fumbled around until we got to character. Do you guys want to just do a quick recap of your characters and then we'll go from there? Sure. All right. Uh, I guess we'll just go right down the list. I got uh, Bartram first. Pete, uh, just a quick recap of your character. Um. So. Uh, I'm a cook who uh, my parents are deceased. I was fostered by my aunt and uncle, uh, but my aunt didn't like me much. So she kind of had me do all the cooking, kind of very Cinderella type of situation. That's how I ended up uh, doing okay as a cook and ended up being a cook for the wherever we're at the cat, that castle. Um, yeah. Olakand castle. Yeah. So that's about all I can tell you. Okay. Uh, Eamon. Brief intro to your character. Yeah, so Eamon is uh, roughly 20 years old, appears to be 20 years old. Um, he is, uh, his social class is ungilded. His mother was, uh, again, a wet nurse in the uh, castle in service of the bastard's family. Um, over time, she worked up. And Eamon was the same age uh, as some. I always forget the kid's name. Same age as the bastard's kid, uh, Mal, Mal, Malden. Malden. So, uh, so they basically were raised together. He ended up uh, uh, drawing the attention of Malden's tutor. Uh, and so he got some education on the side, and he's been a scribe, and he's he's now working as a cartographer for uh, the sheriff. So so he he kind of works in the castle, and uh, his mother's deceased, which uh, he's not super happy about, but he's made his peace with it. And his father basically has a farmstead uh, just outside the castle. Nice. All right, and uh, Blair? Uh, so I am Fallenter. I am a, uh, forget how old I am, but I'm, you know, sort of a teenager. Um, don't get along too well with my father and stepmother. Um, and so my father was happy to uh, just sort of, you know, find some excuse to uh, get me off the farm to do something else, and I was happy to go along. So I'm, I'm uh, hanging out with the party. Nice. All right, uh, Duck. Isenbart Weidemar. 
is my name. Uh, <laughs> pleased to meet you. I am a, I am a tutor to the fine nobility of this land. Uh, yeah, I'm between jobs at the moment, so uh, always looking for for an opportunity. Oh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to knock that over. I'm a bit clumsy. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's nice to meet you all. All right, and last but not least, uh, Caleb. Uh, well, in the ratter, I am young, probably whatever is parents sending you to get out the door age. My parents are fishermen. I did not like fish, but I did like dogs. So I'm a ratter with my faithful companion, Falcon, who is a small terrier. And bit pints, which was out, helped me as soon as I started to keep the rats out of the local church of Peony. So trying to find my place with all those predilections. That's me. Okay. All right. Uh, so thank you. and. Uh, before we go, there were a couple of things we needed to gather for the party. Uh, one thing is, at the time, we didn't have any rations. I added rations uh, to the list. Um, there's both standard and trail rations. The way I see it, like, you know, standard rations are fine. I figure, like, one ration will keep you fed for a day. And I figured we could just add a bunch of rations. You know, the party token itself is actually your donkey, uh, your sort of pack animal. So. I didn't know if there was some number of rations you each wanted for the trip that we could just throw on the on the pack animal. Are we going to be able to get rations at each of the uh, towns or outposts or whatever along the road? And if so, how far are the uh, towns from each other? Like each hex, like how how long? A and do they have specials? Like do they have specialities? <laughs> like we could sample. Uh, yeah, it's like a <laughs> like a Costco. Um, the league, which is 2.5 miles, you can travel in good weather. Uh, in this, in, in I think I said last time, the day's broken into like uh, six hour quarter days, like other games that we've are kind of familiar with. And um, you can travel four leagues in that time, so you can get four hexes in half a day. But every sort of watch that your pack animal travels, it has to spend like an hour grazing taking it easy um stuff like that or else it gets pushed and it can risk its health but so i mean yeah you can make your way along the road there's the river there you could fish uh you know you're sort of traveling you know the the down the river um but the other thing is i wanted to quickly go over your characters because what i wanted to do is if you all go to your gear tab mm -hmm. There are certain things that I think we could, quote unquote, put on the pack animal that you don't have to carry. So like, you know, I'm looking at Pete because this is first in the list. Like Pete, yeah, you have a cooking kit that's like five pounds. You have a pot, yeah. you have pants. If you move all Did of those. Did you just say pants or pans? Pans. <laughs> like let's, let's, pans. Let's, let's, let's leave the pants on Pete. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know so, I have any on it? At this time, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, the cameras are off. It's all good. You, you yeah. know, whatever makes you happy, my friend. Right. <laughs> so what what I would do if I were you is I know they're in your backpack now. I would move them out of your backpack. Um, and you do that by clicking the little pencil and it should bring up a little in container drop down menu. Uh, so, and so if other people, if there's stuff that you want to put on the pack animal, uh, go through your gear. Now, like Rex, your stuff's not that heavy, but, you know, I leave it up to you. No, I'm good. I'm going to okay. keep my stuff. 
You didn't give me any. I don't see any. Where would the uh, rations be? I haven't done it yet. I was going to um, oh. I was trying to put it on the pack animal, but that wasn't working for some okay. reason. Oh, no. OK, there's a bug with that. I forgot with containers. You got to. OK, let me delete that. You have to close it and then reopen it um, mm. to make it. So because I'm trying to drag my cooking kit over to the party. Yeah, yeah you can't do that. So just oh. I don't want you to put it in the party. What I want you to do oh. is I want you to just move it back to your main inventory on uh, person. Yeah, Not I'm going to give then. you 35 rations so that you have like a week's worth. Um, so, yeah, so Pete, let me go back to you. You've got it. Uh, once it's back in your thing, what I want you to do is I want you to click. There's a little icon next to the pencil that says carry. Yep. Click that and it'll take the weight off. So that way you still know you have it, but you're not literally carrying it. Okay. And we'll just assume that that's on the. Gotcha. The right. Does that make sense? Oh, I see. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. So that way, you know, we can assume anything you're not quote unquote carrying, you've put on the pack animal and anybody else who wants to do that, like duck, I know you had like rope. If you wanted to jack that back up to the full hundred yards or whatever, hundred feet and put mm. it on the pack animal. That's right. cool. Um, but I, I wanted everybody to have that opportunity because I know we were trying to sort of juggle the uh, physical penalty last time. And then once everybody's done sort of shifting the equipment around a little bit, let me know and we'll think I'm good. Yeah, I'm probably solid. I'm good to go. Can I move that crest tracker? Does it move it for everyone else? Which tracker? So yeah, so if you go to the bookmarks tab on the left, and there might be like a little scroll looking thing. Yeah. Uh, or sorry, the checklist. That's a quest tracker, and hopefully that can turn it on or off. Uh, yeah i see it so then now this is just something i was playing with you can just close it down entirely like there should be a meet with sir kathleen loban starred yep. yep you'll see the star means primary quest now this is something i'm curious about does anybody else see a second quest on yeah, their tracker you do yep okay cool and it's report on dabin's delayed caravan yep Devil. okay so i guess when i double click i was trying to see like if i had made that just for duck to see or i did make it sort of quote-unquote duck's quest but i guess i didn't make it secret uh, oh. but that's not that important but it's How there just you. to help me track it and uh yeah blair is your character all set i don't know if you're there i have no fucking idea just just go <laughs> okay cool <laughs> i have no idea what i'm doing perfect uh okay so it's uh first thing in the morning you sort of retired for the night last time and, you know, you sort of agreed to gather uh, at first light. And as you're all sort of making your way back to, you know, the castle of Olakant, you... Why is that? Oh, because I'm there. That's why. So, uh, you know, Falantair, he crosses back across the bridge. Everybody sort of makes their way to the center of town. And emerging from the castle, you know, here at dawn, you see a number of, like, sort of official-looking envoys sort of gathering and organizing themselves. And basically what's going on is part of the chivalry's, uh, the tournament of chivalry is sort of the official invitation process. And at the beginning of every summer, uh, Olakan's knights form little, you know, messenger parties and they travel out throughout the kingdom of Kaldor to officially invite all of the nobles from the land uh, to the tournament. 
and it's a little bit of a, a, a it's a little bit of a procession. They sort of make a little bit of a big deal of all of these knights, you know, heading out across the kingdom. So there's even though despite the early hour, a lot of the townsfolk are there sort of to watch and, you know, little trumpets are da 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 da, you know, uh, announcing they're leaving. And as you're seeing all this happen, you catch out of the corner of your eye, you know, Dabin from yesterday's uh, meeting in the in the castle. And he is being sort of, you know, it's they're having a heated argument, but you know how you do it really quietly and I don't want anybody to, you know. So the guy's right up in his face and he's beat red and Dabin is trying to back up and is very intimidated by this. And right at the end, the guy just sort of waves his hand off in like a dismissive gesture, spins on his heels and starts walking uh, off back to like the northwest. And he takes off and Sir Dabin looks visibly shaken, but you know, his family's sort of in the vicinity and his wife is sort of that concerned. What was that dear? And he's like, oh, nothing, nothing. And you know, she sort of puts a hand on the, you know, their kid's shoulder who was also a little nervous because daddy was just getting screamed at. And uh, yeah, but otherwise, you know, you know, people start clapping and, and the knights, some take off across the Alensa bridge, some head south, some head north, and they sort of scatter in all directions. Um, and Eamon, you sort of get an understanding of why your entourage is sort of a collection of like conscripted locals. You're starting to realize that everyone's actually going to be heading out of town. Uh, and that's sort of, you know, you've sort of been, you know, there's, it's not literally that there was no one else to do it, but that's why you're not getting like, you know, a full, you know, squad of knights or whatever to, uh, to make your way. We're, we're not even the B team, we're the C team. <laughs> right, right. Um, okay. And, you know, and, and some of the knights who've been around longer, you know, they still get the ha, huzzah, you know, you're still. And of course, they're basically going like right down the road because they're not going to make it much further, but they sort of ceremoniously still get the task of carrying an invite. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, so with that, if we can, if somebody can give me a D20 roll, doesn't matter who. I think it should be Blair. Yep, somebody did. Caleb, nice. Got a seven. Okay. So that means that the weather, it's the summer. We're going to move it down to the seven. If someone could give me a D6, it's actually a D3, but I'll just divide it sort of like one, two, three, one, two, three. Okay, two. All right. So we've got, you know, a, a windy day. It's cool, uh, despite it being early summer. A little bit of a rain, cloudy. Uh, so that's going to be the weather for today. And what would you guys like to do? Uh, so is the other one kind of gathered around our donkey? Yeah, have you guys all found each other? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. he's in bar this hour. Good morning, everyone. Looks hale and uh, ready to journey. Anything we need to do before we proceed? I'd like to be somewhere before these skies drench us in rain. Well, I hear there's a nice stop in the first town, and he pulls out this little pamphlet. <laughs> they make these fried sheep balls that are supposed to be delicious. Ooh. Even perks up at that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and when I say balls, I mean testicles. 
even peaks up even more. <laughs> uh, they explode with flavor. Yes. Uh, so, shall we proceed? Is, is there anybody who's got like animal handling? Uh, uh, I, I, yeah, well, what about the uh, the one who uh, keeps us free from vermin? Aren't fine, fine print. Ugh. Not mules. It's got to be dogs or rats. <laughs> no, I have um some animal type thing. <laughs> animal craft. There. Volunteer, would you be so gracious as to lead our beast of burden? And I say no problem, and I sort of like pat the donkey on the nose and he nuzzles me affectionately and we start on down the road. He'll never be your beast. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, well, and so Eamon is, is probably overplaying this, like be in charge of something thing, but he, he turns to Weldon and Weldon, your sharp eyes would, would be of great use to us. Uh, Walking ahead to make sure we don't run into anything untoward. All right. I do like a little falcon paw with me and go on mm -hmm. ahead. And then uh, I turn to Isenbart because Isenbart's older, correct? Slight. I mean, mid twenties. So not oh, okay. much never, older. Never, never mind. I thought he was yeah. older than that. Never mind. No. My geezer. Boomer. <laughs> okay, boomer. And kind of in a slightly mocking way, I kind of like make a big flourish, kind of like I've seen some of the knights do. Then we are off on our quest. Bravo. Very good. All right. All right. ho Yeah. So... Eisenberg turns and runs into the mule and almost falls down. <laughs> <laughs> so given that you're, you know, not catching a, a break uh, with the weather, it's a little rainy. Usually you'd be able to go four leagues in a in a quarter day. Uh, we're going to make that three just because you're slowed down a little bit by the weather. Um, okay. So I don't know if you guys have control. Do you want to just follow the road? Do you want to, as the as the crow flies, do you want to go down near the river? How would you like to approach this? Uh, Eamon, the road, stay away from the moors. Yeah, Eamon's going to be on the road thing. He doesn't doesn't want this to get messed up. We are by... civilized men. We must take the roads. <laughs> All right. All right. So, yeah, we'll move you. Uh, is, are, are you guys able to move the party token on the region or do I have to do it? I can't even I... see it. Yeah, I don't see it. No. It's under that oh, little black speck on the town. Uh, OK, so I'm going to move or, it. There you go. Can you move okay. it now? OK. Uh, oh, nope. I, I didn't. OK. Nope. So we'll go one, two. Uh, so we'll start. We would have started in the town, which I guess I didn't uncover. And then. Uh, yeah, so you, you make it that far and, and on your travel, you know, the road's a little busy. There's people coming to and fro. It's you know, it's not a major thoroughfare, but there's you know, it's not abandoned. Uh, you maybe even see one of the old geezer knights sort of heading, uh, making his way to this first little hamlet of Durin. But as you're traveling down the road, the only thing that jumps out at you is that there's someone who walks down the road and he's clearly sort of had a night of revelry. Uh, he's he's a little bit of a mess. And 
he is still intoxicated and it's good natured, but, you know, he sort of locks in on the fact that you seem to have some kind of official capacity to you. And he starts accosting you, saying, you know, like, oh, look, you know, from the castle, from the castle, I see. Very official. And he sort of like gets a little bit too close to you guys as he circles around and uh, you can you can smell the, the alcohol in his breath. Um, the falcon growls. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and he's like thinking about uh, entering the chivalry tournament myself. I'm, you know, I'm quite a fighter. I'm quite a. I'm quite a jouster. I don't know if you gentlemen, you don't seem like much, but I bet one of you might have a little little fight in you. And uh, he's clearly he's not malicious, but is he dressed up like in armor and shit like that? Or no, he looks like just a peasant and he looks like is he is he wearing a make Harn great again? hat? <laughs> <laughs> he's a trucker convoy. Um, no, he's just like a drunk. He's got like a little hatchet on him. You know, he, he might be some kind of like a uh, forester or something. And uh, he's just. Is he heading towards Auckland or do we think he was in Auckland and, and got hammered and he's heading basically the same direction we are? Uh, no, he's heading the opposite direction. He probably got hammered in the little village here of Durin, which is just to the northwest um, okay. of where you are now. And he was heading towards Olakund when he sort of just, for some reason, picked you guys out of the small crowds and decided to get antagonistic. Right. So uh, Eamon's going to try to defuse the situation. You know, friend, uh, your uh, capacity to tilt for honor is clear. And you're mistaken that anyone here in this group could offer you any type of challenge. I would encourage you to make your way to Auckland now, state your claim. And I would just hope that one day I'll be able to tell people that I met you before you achieved this glory. <laughs> could you, would you be so gracious to share your name with me? Uh, yeah. And he sort of looks at you a little suspiciously for a moment. Um, like, is this guy fucking with me? <laughs> but he's also likes having some of that sunshine blown up his ass. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he says, my name's Marek. And he sort of slurs it a little bit. And uh, he's still not quite sure what to make of all this. But yeah, he says, yeah, Marek. Mer Marek of? Uh, Marek of Tashal, which is the capital city uh, of Taldor. Marek of Tashal. A most distinguished name. I will be sure to hold that in my memory. And then he says, oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's that's mighty kind of you. But he keeps eyeing Duck for some reason. And I don't know, Duck, are you like, you know, we got a ratter, we got a cook, you know, we've got. But are, are you you're a tutor? Are you a little little foppish? Yeah, a little foppish, your... but not like I have like I'm trying to be like, uh, you know, it's like uh it's like a gap kind of foppish, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The best I can afford, but yes, I'm dressed and, you know, and, and, and I'm like kind of, uh, you know, running into things or kind of like balancing on one leg and then falling over. So. Okay. And so he sort of looks at you and he's like, these are your guards. Are you the fancy one here? 
Ah, ah, good sir. No, no, we are all we are all compatriots. I, 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 I am just, I, I, I try to have a higher, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I mix with the upper class, but I, yeah, I am not. They are, they are, they are. We are all peers. No, no, no we are all equal. I am just a tutor. I am of no one, no one of importance. And Merrick turns to uh, Volunteer and. Uh, and Weldon, he's like, do you guys feel like equals? Is this a, are you going for a socionomic disruption in the party, dear <laughs> sir? I mean, <laughs> I could, uh, I mean, this is a very interesting approach. It's like, we should uh, analyze, you know, what's your motivation, my friend? And uh, Eisenbart's gonna walk over toward him. Uh, once again, you know, like kind of waddling a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, He's gonna he's gonna put his armor on him. Okay. And uh, he's gonna like whisper in his ear like, and and all of a sudden the voice is gonna become very uh, it's still squeaky because that's my voice, but it's like right. Perhaps you best move on, my friend. Mm. All right. Give me um, give me an intrigue roll. Okay. Let's. Just no modifier? Uh, no, no modifier. Oh, Jesus. Okay. He looks at you and he's like, is this the brush off? Are, are you giving me the brush off? Is that what you're trying to say? Are you trying to say, like, you're just better and you don't have time for people like me? I'm saying, uh, and once again, I'm whispering that, um, yeah, we're, I mean, we, uh, I, it's not that I'm better than you. It's just you might be in some danger. And with that, he sort of tenses up. And, and does anybody else want to jump in while this is going on? Or are you content to let Duck sort of are, are you sort of steering him away off to the I'm side? Trying to, yeah, I'm getting him toward the back of the party and just going to kind of send him on his way. OK. And how does everybody else respond to that? Well, let me let me ask about. Um, would there been much interaction between most of us? So, Eisenbart, if you were kind of a tutor in the castle and me as a cook, would, would I have a oh, good Oh, I, I was never you? in the castle. Like, oh, the castle, man, I oh. never got that gig. Jesus. Okay, no. all right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So then I... Now, I, I, I dream about that castle tutoring gig. Yeah, that's you're set for gotcha. life when you get that shit going. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. So then I, I'm, I'm just observing how to get the measure of, of this guy. What is he capable of doing? You know, let's see. So I'm, I'm not going to intervene. I'm starting to tense up, and because um, I've I, I've had a few uh, drunken encounters, so quite wise, not otherwise. And um, so, like as 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 Duck as um, Eisenbart is Eisenbart is sort of moving him like through the party. I'm sort of like, you know, making sure that the the donkey is calm. I'm like, but at the same time, ready to like drop the reins. To like you know, pop this guy in the mouth if necessary. Nice. And then also Rex, how are you taking all this in? What are you, what are you thinking? So Eamon's not entirely sure how to deal with this situation. He grew up in the castle, so he's very used to like verbal, you know, kind of jousting and one-upsmanship and and that kind of stuff. But this is much more real world than he's used to. So mm. he's decided since he doesn't know really what to say 
the best course of action is to say nothing and just kind of watch what everyone does. Okay, so let me see. Let me get one more. Let me take a look at Duck's character. I apologize. I'm not. Oh, it's fine. 100 familiar with the skills quite yet. Uh, I'm not either. Yeah, give me an awareness roll, Duck. Let me just okay. double check what that does. It's like detect things. I was just reading that. Yeah. If you want me to notice something. Okay, so that looks like that should be a success. Okay, so yes. you sort of see that the implied sort of half threat you were just making sort of got through. And he's like, huh, okay, all right. And he's realizing, you know, there are five of you plus a pretty rough looking mongrel dog. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he, he's just going to save it for the tournament when he makes his way back to Olakant. He, he gets... He gets all the way. He's like, okay, have a good travel, sir. And uh, I'll uh, I'll look you up and we can discuss more about the socioeconomic implications of, you know, the whole shit you were trying to pull right there, because that's <laughs> fascinating. I can I've got some students who would just love to spend some time talking about that. And he sort of gives you a side eye. He's like, I think he's calling me stupid because I don't know what half those words mean. <laughs> um, but then he's like, yeah, yeah. And then he just sort of starts like singing a song way out of key very loudly as he swerves down the path uh, and uh, continues on his way. All right. So that's basically the events of, you know, the first quarter of the day. So let me just do this real quick. Okay. So it's the second quarter of the day. Uh, if somebody could give me a D10 roll. I got it. Cool. So we got a four. All right. Uh, if somebody could give me a D6. We'll take the one that comes up first, which is Blair. Blair. Okay. Uh, okay. So the wind dies down a little bit, but the rain continues. You know, remains a completely over cast day. Uh, travel's going to still be a little slow. I'll go back over to the map. Um, so basically what's going to happen is you're again, you're only going to be able to move three hexes instead of four. So it will get if you want to, you can it, it will get you to the second town on the map, which is uh, Hensby at the end of the day, at uh, which point, you know, your, your pack oh, animal need. Uh, can we up? just stop for some of these sheep balls? Just maybe we can get them to go. Or, yeah, I mean, if you want, you can just, you know, take some time, endure, and let, let the animal graze, get some extra grazing. I'm looking for some conflict with Eamon here. Oh. <laughs> Bartram says, if you really want them that bad, I can make them. I know how to make them. Oh, shit, yeah. I mean, you're right by a river. You can make a... It's got to be some kind of testicle swimming in the... In the... Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't... Yeah, Okay. All right, fine. I, leave it. fine. I I feel some obligation to uh, obtain this information and return it to the sheriff as as quickly as reasonable. So I say we we push on to Hinsby, and uh, that would be a good place to stop for the oh, day. Well, yeah, no, Hensby. Hensby has the. Uh... The noodles, the noodles from the uh, ass cheeks of a of a <laughs> llama. Oh. Okay, all right, I'm I'm good. 
Good. He's tur furiously turning pages in his little pamphlet. Nice. Okay, and just to double check, um, you said Hensley, right? Which is this town? Correct. Okay, so you're going to sort of blow past Durin and its testicle yeah. cuisine. Yeah, I'll, I'll sigh as we go on. Okay. I mean, right. if there's something notable, you know, going on in Durin, because Eamon is... He wants to get there and get this report and get back as quickly as possible, but he is looking for bonus points. Mm -hmm. So if, if he were to see something that he feels like, you know, this is the kind of thing the sheriff would want to know about, then he wouldn't necessarily mind stopping in Durin uh, so that when he gives them, here's what you asked for and here's what you didn't ask for, but no one else is telling you. Right. So. Okay. So what we'll do is as you're passing through town, there's actually not a ton going on in Durin. It's one of the smaller little, you know, hamlets surrounding the castle Olakant. And, you know, it's probably like three or 400 people in this hamlet. So that means it's broken up into like probably 20 or so farms with people working it and sort of indentured to, you know, about say 20 different leaders. Okay. But overall, it's just a small little village that, uh, you know, it, it has the little things a village might have. It's got a little temple. It's got like a very small inn in case somebody w happened to need a, a room for the night. But it's not uh, it's not really much of a presence as a town. Then let's push on. All right. Very well. OK, um, so let's see. OK, so you traveled for about six hours. You actually, you, uh, and then you say you spend an hour or so letting your pack animal graze. So you left. How early did you want to leave in the morning? Like right at dawn? Oh, so early. Oh. Or is that too not, early? <laughs> no, yeah, not 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 long after dawn. Okay. Like I, I think oh. the I think the idea was, you know, basically at dawn, you should be making your way to uh, the castle. And then once we're all there, we'll make up head on our way. So, you know, I did not agree to getting up this early in the morning. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, dawn, I'm sleeping in. Woohoo! This is the high life. <laughs> you're a strange man, chef. Unfortunately, right. Isenbart, your agreement is not a necessary condition of this enterprise. <laughs> oh, now I see. Now I see someone's uh, reasserting their, feeling their leadership votes now, huh? Huh? What am I, uh, not a threat, huh? Unlike drunken, uh, drunken revelers. I see, I see how it goes. Now I see the violence inherent in the system. Exactly. <laughs> I, I expend the appropriate amount of energy in each circumstance to ensure that people understand their place. <laughs> and, right. and, and Eisenbart is, is actually flummoxed by this. Like, and for a second, his like posture changes. Um, but then it goes back. Okay. All right. Okay. So yeah, let's say you, you, you give your pack animal a chance to graze for a little bit in Doran. Um, and so that puts it at around 1 PM. You left at dawn. It took, you know, six hours to, you know, travel the three leagues. Uh, you spend an hour. Um, and so now it's about, yeah, 1 PM in the afternoon. And, uh, like I said, there wasn't much going on in Doran. So I assume. I was taking you were probably just going to move on. Or was uh, there are we in Hinsby at 1 p.m.? 
uh, uh, sorry, let me just look at the map. You get to basically uh, this first town, which I wish I put it on the map, uh, Durin. You said it was Durin, right? Yeah. So you, this that's basically where you get to by midday. Okay. And Hinsby would be, looks like maybe a couple more hours. Yeah, it's, yeah, in this weather, you could probably get, uh, it's going to be tricky. You probably, you could get a little further than Hensby. Um, By the end of the day, you could probably get a little further. I'd let you cut diagonal one, two, three. Um, Oh, wait, we need a new roll. We already, oh, no, no, because it's still raining. Okay. Eamon's not pushing that hard. Okay, He's perfectly fine with Hensby. As a stopping point, so. Okay, cool. He gets it for for everyone, in, including himself, that this kind of travel is kind of a new thing. So, um, he wants everyone kind of fresh and positive about it, uh, not turn it into a onerous thing. Okay, makes sense. All right, uh, how's everybody else feeling about that? You guys sort of comfortable with that pace? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Not a problem. All right. Uh, Okay, so you start making your way out. You're going to spend, you know, the remainder of the day traveling. And let's see, as you're making your way down the road, I'll sort of move you down. You encounter in between the two towns, uh, sort of a, sort of like a patrol of militia um, coming down the road from you. You know, they don't, you know, they, they seem like, you know, just like a collection of, scrappy locals, farmers. They have, like, the makeshift weapons probably from their trade. And they don't seem to be taking the task too seriously, so it's not like this is their passion. It's probably something they were told Mm -hmm. to do. Uh, But yeah, they're sort of coming from Hensby towards you. And uh, they're approaching, but they don't seem to care much for you. Like, one gives you a nod, but I don't know if that is something you want to engage with or just let them go. Oh no, Eamon's gonna absolutely Ah, hail Protectors of the realm How are you this fine day? Or Possibly not so fine a day <laughs> Yeah, they're all That's true, because they would be sort of soaking wet And uh, right. I forgot that So they're probably a little miserable being out here Right And um, they're like you know, you know, so like the leader steps forward And uh notices that you probably are, you know, wearing something that indicates you're from, you know, Olakon Castle. And he's like, good, sir. You know, hopefully you're safe on the roads traveling today in this horrible weather. But just, you know, keep an eye open. Um, there's rumors that activities increasing along these roads, especially the Fur Road, which is the road that heads northwest out of Oban to Orbal. You know, and, uh, you know, we're sort of making sure we're keeping everybody safe as, you know, we know people start traveling to Olakan for the, the tournament. Activity? I, I'm i also on the sheriff's business, and I don't recall any word of, of activity reaching the castle. Uh, could you be so kind as to explain in greater depth what it is that has been happening on the road, what the concerns are? And he looks at you and says, honestly... Nothing much has happened, as far as I know, from my home in, he- in uh, Hespi. 
but uh, you know, we get rumors, we get messages from the neighboring towns that um, we just had to be a little bit more careful for some reason. And uh, so our local, I don't know if it'd be a sheriff, but uh, our local, you know, sheriff said uh, we need to step up uh, the patrols just to make sure everything stays safe. The local lord, I guess it'd be, not a sheriff. The sheriff is the right. leader. Okay. Yeah, the local lord. Is there something in particular we should be alert for? I don't know. I just heard that, you know, there's always, you know, whispers of, you know, the the Tilda barbarians are making their way back, but, you know, there's always talk of Gargoon, but I haven't seen anything myself, and I don't even know if these rumors are warranted, but, you know, that's what the Lord said to do. That's what I do. Well, thank you for your your kindness in sharing that with us. Um, if you'd like, I can take your name and pass it on to the sheriff. Uh, he always appreciates those that are looking out for the safety of our realm. And he says, yeah, of course, you know, my name is uh, Kiorn. All right, excellent. Well, sir, good day to you and your fellow defenders of peace and prosperity. I, I hope the weather breaks for you. And he says, and safe travels to you on, on your way. And he sort of gives you a nod. And uh, as they walk off, one of the sort of the rabble behind the person you just spoke to, uh, behind you, Yorn, says, you know, are you really going to make us walk all the way to Durin? He's like, you know, the Lord said we walk there, we walk back. So, yeah, that's our patrol. And they sort of like, ah, all right. And they sort of, you know, trudge through the mud um, and make their way into the southeast. Yeah. So, you know, with that, you sort of make your way up to... Hesby. You know, it's been a little bit of a unpleasant journey. Like you guys are all soaking wet. You know, the animals, you know, not happy to have had to trudge through the mud and pick its footing in the rough terrain. You know, it's coming around supper time. And, uh, what would you like to do? Ooh, when I shine. <laughs> there you go. Are we are we close enough to 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 a settlement? Or are we going to have to? Yeah. Uh, well, that's, I mean, you can, you know, you know, Hesby is just like Durin. There's probably like a small place to stay. It's probably not extravagant. You could camp. You could, you know, if you wanted to fish and get food, you could have, well, I guess it's a little far now, but. Well, uh, you know, we could perhaps uh, find a, uh, 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 you know, a, a modest inn and get out of this weather and have our repast. Hmm. I agree to that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. What does everybody else think? Volunteer says, that sounds good to me, because he's just, he's, uh, this is like luxury for him. <laughs> just just to be at an inn. Let me ask you guys a couple questions. There's a couple of you that sort of, I feel like, Caleb, you mentioned this, and I couldn't remember, and I apologize, Blair, if this is part of your, there's this aspirational, or maybe it was all three, like the cook, there's sort of aspirational idealization of, of knights and royal service. Nope. That wasn't you. Okay, was definitely that... Definitely not me. Blair? That was definitely Weldon. Weldon's got, like, this aspiration to, like... Like, one of my relationships is a knight that I sort of know. Okay. I was like, oh, if I could be like him. Okay, and... And, and, and I would feel... I would feel that anything that would get me out of the kitchen is something more exciting. Though I'm a, of slight and small build, but, you know... Right. So I'm kind of curious, especially especially for Weldon, like 
So this is maybe one of your first real glances at royal service. Like, is it living up to your expectations or is it kind of like, huh? Um, the other thing is like, let's see here, because he's Weldon's, I guess, in this place where he's pretty conf not conflicted, but um, because he also likes like church life, mm -hmm. at least for Peony. So he kind of goes back and forth with which one he's like leaning into. So he's not disturbed. Like he knows kind of like the dance of just like, okay. Like, I think it's like a ratter's like positivity is what I would say. Okay. That's good to know that I appreciate that. Okay. So you guys make your way into, uh, I keep forgetting the name, Hesby. And I assume you look for the local inn. Uh, correct. Okay. So I will sort of, let's see if this works at all. Ooh. Okay, so you find yourself at a local inn. Um, you might become familiar with these backdrops over time because I didn't <laughs> feel like making a map for every single place you might go. Uh, but yeah, you so you find yourself in an inn for the night. Uh, you've sort of tied up your pack animal outside um, and it's being given hay. It's, you know, it's happy to be getting some rest. And uh, in the inn, um, it's small, it's not very fancy at all. Uh, but you notice that there's the, the few people in the inn are sort of eyeing a table over in the corner. And in the corner, you see some fairly posh dressed people that are looking around uncomfortably. And uh, and there, and everybody there is sort of looking at them, not in the in a malicious way, but just you know, this this place is kind of a, a dive and, uh, you know, too nice to be there. Yeah. And everybody's uncomfortable, like everybody like the too nice to be there couple is trying not to look like they're looking down on everybody, but they kind of are. The locals are sort of looking up at them like, God, they're almost, you know, on some like seeing a celebrity, even though they're not famous. But at the same time, fuck those guys, because, you know, how come I have to like scrounge for a living in their posh? Um, but that's sort of the vibe in, in, in the tavern. It's mostly empty, um, and there's this, like, slight tension going on. Uh, so can we go above table for a second? Mm -hmm, uh, of course. So uh, how big would Hesby be in relation to Durin? Yeah, so Hesby is similar. It's probably a little bit bigger, but it's probably similar. It's kind of, you know, just a local town. And my... Thinking would be in a in a town versus on a manor. There's probably a, a better mix of like ungilded, you know, freeholders as opposed to everybody indentured to the you know the earl or the baron or whatever title the person has. So in in my mind, I would is it safe to assume that there's some kind of you know, mayor, headman, you know, whatever you might call it. Um, that's kind of like the leader of the town. Yeah. So the way these towns work is there's usually like a lord, but then there's often, if I can get the title, there's sort of like an elected representative of the people. Right. Uh, I think they're called a Reeve, R-E-E-V-E. -E -E. That sounds correct. Yeah. So 
um, while there is some sort of royal structure to this town, like, you know, the people do sort of get a say by through this, this uh, spokesperson. Okay. So Eamon's going to inquire about uh, the whereabouts of the Reeve and... Uh, okay. You, you can you can tuck that way and uh, and not have that happen tonight, but his, his goal at some point before departing the town is to to meet the Reeve and, you know, introduce himself and gather any information and things of that nature. Okay, cool. And uh, what does everybody else want to do in the evening? Are you content to just have a meal and a drink and call tonight, or is there anything you guys wanted to do? Um, do I have the money to pay for my and otherwise I'll like be like, hey, I can like rat for you. <laughs> uh, I would say there's probably like a, a, a purse for the journey to cover okay. expenses. Like it was it, you weren't expected to, you know, have to sleep in the mud and stuff like that. Um, what I do then. But this is exactly the level of, you know, in they, you know, they weren't going to put you up at the five seat, uh, the four seasons. Yeah, I'd make sure Falcon's got a bowl of water. Otherwise, I'm probably just going to, like, sit and have a beer, which is, like... Yeah, same like here. I'm just going to, like, like... I'm going to make sure that the the donkey is, like, taken care of and then just enjoy a hot meal. Okay. Uh, and Duck? Um, And Pete? You know, I don't think there'd be a leak of our in this town. Right? It's a little the... remote. Yeah, you're not seeing yeah. the... The call sign. Um, I think I might just uh, take the evening off. All right. Have a beer. Sounds good. All right. Um, and Pete, how about you? Um, I think that I'm kind of used to being on the fringes um, and sort of trying to talk to others. Just to, so I'm probably trying to engage, you know, like this drunk over here, you know, or these people back here somehow, you know, just to, you know, so what can you tell me about the town? Pretty nice place this is, you know? Just <laughs> to kind of get the local flavor, you know, I've not probably been out of the castle a whole lot. Right. Um, you know. Yeah, and and you find the people to be, you know, pretty welcoming. Um, they're sort of looking at, you know, the rich couple in the corner, and you can sort of tell, like, these towns, they're going to start getting a little bit more activity because of, you know, the the tournament. And I, I think sort of like any kind of service-based town, you know, they understand their relationship, their sort of symbiotic, parasitic kind of existence. Um, they need to serve them, you know, they need the money. But otherwise, they seem like just sort of generally, you know, friendly, welcoming, um, because you sort of feel like one of their own as opposed to that couple in the yeah. corner. Well, that's what I was going to say, right? You know, I'm yeah. I, I, so I kind of know the right thing to say to them, maybe, you know, to make them feel like, oh, he's one of, he's one of us. He's not. Yeah. 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 He's no Iman. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, and Rex, yeah, I mean, you sort of make inquiries around the tavern and, you know, you learn that the Reeves name is Jehan, J-E-H-A-N. Okay. Um, but he's okay. not here at the moment. He, you know, not sure where he is, but he's not present at the end. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 does he have a? I assume he's got a residence in the town. Yeah, he's like, say, we'll make him like a local shop owner or something. Okay. Um, 
but yeah. Mm. Alright, so uh, I uh, how late in the day is it? Uh, it's getting towards evening, like 7 o'clock or so. So I think what I would, would plan to do is potentially before we depart in the morning, mm-hmm. pay him a visit at his shop. Okay. Cool. Alright. And really quickly, just above the table, like when you guys on the left side, if you click on like token controls, the person on the upper left, mm-hmm. and you get a bunch of options, is one of them like a calendar on the bottom of that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm a, I'm trying to keep that accurate. So if you're ever curious, hopefully you can click on that. You'll see it's the second of Nolis. Current time is 1900. Yeah. So I'm trying to keep that accurate, and that's there whenever you need it. Um, sure. Hopefully I didn't put anything that's supposed to be secret on the calendar, but there you go, if you want it. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's getting towards evening, and uh, yeah, as it says in the calendar, it's about 7 p.m. Yeah, you sort of hear the rain starting to peter off a little bit, but the you know, the, the tavern sort of starts to empty out after a little while. You know, people aren't going to be staying late here. So what would you guys like to do? Uh, Eamon is going to start uh, working on his... He's gonna. He's kind of keeping a, a diary that he will then use to draft his official, you know, report on the expedition to Lobon um, with attached appendices. You know, blah blah blah. Like he's he's. But right now he's just kind of collecting the raw material um, as he thinks about how he's going to write this up. So, um, and he's yeah. also uh, making a first pass at his own map. Uh, that he would make of, you know, the road and the, you know, how it traveled and this, that, and the other. So he's he's pulled his stuff out. He's found a, a you know, area with some decent light and he's happily working with his papers and his inks and all that jazz. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I lied when oh, I said that the... Oh, sorry. What was that? I was asking if Rex is doing this in the tavern. I think I would do it in the tavern. I, um, I assumed that all we're probably going to get is some kind of common room yeah, that we can all bundle into, or or maybe we're actually just sleeping in this main area. Um, so I, I didn't envision that we were going to have like our own private rooms, blah, blah, blah. No, this sort of has like dormitory style. Uh, say the second floor has like just a large open space. Uh, with some straw-filled mattresses thrown about with some blankets, a few okay. lanterns, yeah. So, well, as I say, as Iman, he smells like a little bit of wet dog. <laughs> as, like, Falcon's, like, walking near him, and then I'm on the opposite side of him, because I'm just, I'm looking at him do what he's doing, because, like, I get, it's the same thing I get to do with the priest, where I'm like, oh, they're writing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what I'm up to. All right, so... Yeah, is there anything else that you guys wanted to do in the evening before retiring for the night? I just drink and watch Iman. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, are you guys comfortable sort of fast forwarding and like yeah. you sort of establish what we're all doing? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So basically it's the next, uh, it's the last sort of chunk of the night. Um, and yeah, if, if there's anything you wanted to do overnight, we can deal with that, but if not, we'll just retire until the next morning. I'm good, but I don't mind if somebody wants to actually do something in the night. So. Right. So I'll give you guys that option, but it, we'll yeah, call no. it around midnight. Just our first night, you know, we're not going to 
cause too much trouble. Cool. Um, okay, so we'll go to the next day. Uh, it's, we'll go to dawn on the third. Wow, is it actually cal- calculating dawn? Okay. Uh, okay, so yeah, it's dawn on, on the third day of Nolus, and uh, you wake up, you feel pretty refreshed. You know, it's not the most comfortable straw mattress you've ever been on, but it was dry. Um, there's some some small leaks throughout the roof. You realize it had rained throughout the night, but you've basically stayed dry. So maybe they've strategically positioned the mattresses knowing where the leaks might be. Yeah, you head down. There's, you know, breakfast available. They, you know, make it for you if you want. And uh, yeah, what would you guys like to do? I would, uh, I would like a quick, uh, quick breakfast. Whatever you have on offer, my noble uh, innkeeper. All right. Yeah, he's frying up some sausages. He's got some tomato slices frying. Um, oh, delicious, some delicious. Do uh, you have any sheep balls you can throw in there? <laughs> and he looks at you and uh, sort of squints a little bit and thinks he likes the cut of your jib and he reaches <laughs> under the counter and uh, he pulls out the secret jar. Good show, good show. Yes, <laughs> and, yes, uh, yes. He, you know, lays a couple down on a cutting board, chops them up and throws them in. Mm. Um Mm, smell the <laughs> testicularness. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's got that kind of breakfast going. Okay, so Duck's gonna live the dream of eating nuts. Uh, <laughs> what's everybody else up to? Even uh, would probably eat, and then he's gonna want to make his way to the, see the reeve. Okay. And then Blair, I thought I heard you about to say something. Yeah, I'm going to uh, have some breakfast and see if I could you know, uh, convince him to let me, you know, take a little bit of something to go also, and then go check on the donkey. Okay, and then Pete and Caleb, what are you up to? I'm I'm just, um, yeah, I see him throw in those, those sheep testicles. Mm-hmm. Like, so, how do you, you know, what, what's, what, what's your secret sauce? Nice. Just trying to engage him in, culin- in the culinary arts. Yeah, so, let me just really quickly, even though it's not that important. What is your give me a cookery skill uh, skill roll. Cookery skill roll. Did you just denigrate all cooks with your horrible, horrible statements? Oh my gosh. 53, nice. Uh, Yeah, actually, while you're talking to him, you sort of like with those balls, have you ever tried rosemary? And uh, you sort of have this little conversation and um you know, he's like, oh, you sort of give him a little bit of advice from your experience. And, uh, you know, he sort of is appreciative and thanks you. And uh, and actually, who here has done skill rolls? I know, Duck, you've done a roll. Pete, you've done a roll. Mm-hmm. I have rolled nothing. Okay, so whoever's done a roll, Duck, you've rolled awareness. Uh, and uh, intrigue. And you failed... Awareness, failed uh, intrigue, and I passed awareness. All right, so if you could go to your character sheet, there's a little star next to uh, one of the icons uh, for the awareness one. If you could just click once on the star, it should awareness. sort of fill in. On the star, on the right, on the yeah. If you go oh, all the way to oh, the right. oh, I see. Yeah, uh, yeah. So just okay. click once on that. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so so we've got that going on. So let's. So Blair, you check on. You know, the, the donkey, everything's going okay. Um, Pete, you're conversing with the cook and sort of impressing him with your knowledge. Uh, Rex is going to go find the Eamon. 
uh, sorry, Eamon's gonna go find <laughs> the Reeve. <laughs> and sorry, uh, Caleb, what are you up to? Did I already? Yeah, I'm trying to figure what he does with his like downtime. You just sort of hang back and take it in, or is there something specific you wanted to go after? He probably just. I'm honestly, I'm probably sh like for now shadowing, but not in like an annoying way. Um, Iman more than anything. Okay. Like that's the job, and I'm kind of. I am a definitely a teetotaler in that sense. Okay. Like my ethic spectrum is to be very law-abiding, so I'm like, we're supposed to get this, get to this place. That's what I'm doing. Okay. All right. So what we'll do then is we'll have if Eamon's ready, we'll have him, you know, finish his breakfast and make his way out the door. Yep. Ready to roll. Uh. So who? Again, I'm just going to put everybody on here in case you needed to see. So you make your way to a shop. It doesn't have to necessarily be an armory, but, you know, okay. you find yourself in a, like a very small rural shop. Yeah, you see sort of a, a man uh, behind the counter. Uh, what kind of shop do you want this to be? It doesn't really matter to me. Uh, I don't have any strong interest in it being any particular type of shop. So if you have something that you think that's best for the town or the region, then I'm fine with that. Doesn't really matter. We'll make it like sort of like a little, make it like a glass working shop. Okay. So yeah, you see sort of like a, I don't know if it's like a kiln or an oven. I don't know what they call it. And he's sort of like, he's just sort of blown glass and he's sort of rolling it to give it some shape as you walk mm -hmm. in and uh, says, may I help you? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I am Eamon. I am tasked with the, from the sheriff to travel this road to Loban, uh, but it's important for me to, in each town, certainly a town of, of this significance, to to stop and make my introduction to the Reeve and inquire if there's any uh, information that he believes the sheriff needs about the prospects of the town and challenges you might have or anything of that nature. So uh, I, I see that you're obviously busy you seem quite accomplished at blowing. So uh, if it's not too much trouble to have just a few minutes of your time, if you can appraise me of what's going on, I'll, I'll ensure that the sheriff knows of your fine work here and your attention to the interest of the town. All right. Uh, so yeah, why, uh, let me take a look here real quickly. So yeah, so he sort of looks at you uh, and uh, he says, oh, well, thank you. You know, it's good to know the sheriff of Olakond is, you know, takes an interest in even us small, small folk. It's like, honestly, you know, it's relatively quiet. You know, we hear some things out of Loban, but Loban, you know, it's it's on, on the uh, edge of the kingdom. So, you know, it's a little bit more wild and maybe that's all the rumors are. Um, but otherwise here, you know, we're expecting things to get busy pretty soon. You know, the tournament's coming up, but oh, indeed. but otherwise, no, it's a we're thankful for the, you know, the king's, you know, prosperous and peaceful rule. And, you know, through his son, you know, Sir Malden, you know, the rule around here. Would you say rumors of things that are wild at Loban? Uh, you must understand my curiosity since I'm, I'm going there. I would certainly like to know what it is I may be walking into as I arrive there. And, you know, much like the, the other gentleman on the road, he's like, oh, nothing specific, just rumors of some some activity, some increased activity going on around the town. You know, I've heard 
some rumors that, you know, one of the mines is having a disagreement at the moment. Uh, not really sure. You know, it's just people passing through. You know, you hear things here and there, but I couldn't get into specifics. I don't really... I'm sorry, did you say mines? Yeah, As so above... The... Oh, sorry. Above the table, Loban, one of the things it has, it has two mines. It has a copper mine and a silver mine. Okay. Um, and part of Loban's value is is the mines are supposed to sort of pay uh, a tribute to Sir Malden. And so they pay the they pay the local lord a, a fee of money, and then the local lord can either send the money along or he can send 100 bushels of rye to the uh, Olakon castle as the tribute. Uh, but the mines okay. are sort of the reason the, the town is there. Okay. And sir, anything that... Uh, I, I doubt I could be of assistance to you, but certainly if you have any requests or anything in return, I would certainly do everything in my power to share with you that little that I might know. Mm. And uh, he says, no, at the moment, you know, we're, you know, we're just going to start getting ready to uh, welcome guests for the, the tournament. As you can see, I'm, you know, trying to increase my inventory to be ready. Um, but otherwise, everything's good here. Well, then, sir, you appear to be busy, and I've already intruded upon your time and your goodwill. So I will withdraw at this time. Thank you for your courtesy, and I wish you the greatest fortune uh, as we have uh, a wonderful tournament coming this season. And he says, yeah, hope so. We're looking forward to it, yes. And uh, he gives you a nod. Well, All right. And with that, uh, is there anything else you'd like to do here in town? Or is there anything, or is everybody ready to keep going? I'm good. Yeah, okay. I'm ready to keep going. Okay. So if somebody could give me a D10 roll. On it. All right. So the rain continues. Uh, it's still sort of a damp day. It's not raining quite as hard as the day before. So you don't think your travel will be too impacted, but so let me know when you're all over onto the new the, the map. I'm there. Okay, cool. There. Uh, okay, so you start making your way out of the town. Um, yeah, and you sort of spend the you know the first watch of the day making your way to the town of. Again, I apologize to keep popping. Uh, this is the town of Withian. It's very similar to Hesby and Durin uh, in Withian. The only thing that stands out that's a little bit different is that there's an abbey that's sort of off to the side of the town. But otherwise, the town itself is pretty unremarkable. And you're welcome to stop here if you'd like, or you can press on for the second half of the day. It's up to you guys. I look to Yvonne. And with the rain, I have a like wool cloak that I've got had on during the rain travels. But I'm holding my dog now because I'm tired of drying him off that he's just under the cloak with me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, what does everybody think? I... Going on. Yeah, I'm going to suggest we push on. It's There seems to be little value in lingering in this rain uh, any longer than we need to. So. Yeah, and okay. Isambard is final. Like, like the rain has actually shut him up. He's, he's sick and tired. He's just like, he's like sniffling a little. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then, yeah, if somebody can give me another D10. I'll throw one up. Wow. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, it, it's going to be another rainy day. But as you continue up the road, you know, let me just double check. Uh, you've done the first, which was two, five, six. Uh, so now it's 
it's getting late in the day. It's, it's, I would say it's coming towards supper time, we'll, we'll say. You, you know, you've sort of stopped along the road. You took some time to rest the animals. And you, as you're coming up to the town of Loban, which is, you know, just to the north, you see sort of an entourage uh, approaching you. A number of, like, sort of people that look like knights on horseback um, traveling out of Loban. And if anybody has, does anybody have heraldry? Oh, I think I have to, but let's go back and look. What would heraldry even be for? Just like understanding the source of it? Yep. Uh, I have heraldry. So I'm trying to see if there's other things people can roll. But basically, as you see them coming down the road, you show players. Let me know if you see this. Oh, yes. I I do. Okay. So that's sort of the crest you see on some of their shields. One of them might actually be holding a banner. Um, so, uh, give me a heraldry roll, Rex, and I'm trying to see okay. if there's other stuff people could roll. Recognize skill. Okay. Is there any uh, modifier for this? Uh, give yourself a, because you're from the castle, give yourself a plus 20. And if everybody else can roll an intrigue unmodified. Do I have intrigue? Uh, uh, I don't know if everybody has to have intrigue. I have it. But if you have it, Go ahead and give it a roll. Ooh. So we got one critical success for, and if you succeed at this roll, go ahead and click that star next to it. Click star next to uh, next to her- the skill. heraldry for you. Got it. For, Towards yeah. the next to the skill. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> My is like what? <laughs> uh, who did the what now? Yeah. Um, okay. So for the people that passed, and for everybody else, this will just be above the table knowledge. What you see before you is, let me share this with you. It's not going to be that different, but it's the crest of the Dariun family. Um, for the So especially Rex, since you had a critical success, you know that the Dariun family from being around the castle is a family that's always shown loyalty to um, the king and his rule. You also know that they don't really have a reason to be out here. Like, it's something that probably somebody would have known about if they were doing this above board. And uh, they're sort of leaving the town of Loban, and you're not sure why. And uh, you're not sure what they'd be doing out here without somebody in the castle knowing. And as far as you know, nobody's aware of this visit. And as they're approaching, is there any obvious sign that they've been fighting? You know, is anybody wounded? Do they have, like, blood on their their clothing, anything of that nature. No, no, they look they look just like they're sort of like an envoy um, that's been traveling. But yeah, they just look perfectly normal otherwise. And refresh my recollection, who is it that we're supposed to find at Lobon? Does that person actually have a name and are they um, are they a noble or are they someone that's uh, appointed by the sheriff who might not be a noble. Uh, you're looking for a man named Sir Cathal Dizale, uh, Dizale, uh Sorry, I'm trying to read his name. Dizaller. Sir Cathal Dizaller. And you don't know much about him, but he's the man in charge in Loban. And do I know anything about the whether there's like a family rivalry between his family and Daryun or anything like that? No, the things you know, like I was saying, the, the the family as a whole has always been very supportive of the king. 
mm-hmm. of uh, Kaldor. So you're not sure why they'd be out here talking to somebody in the sheriff of Olakan's reach. It is so? Is the Daryun family are their lands within the sheriff's uh, purview, or are they outside his purview? Uh, definitely outside his purview. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, they have their own set of keeps, their own sort of things they rule over. Hmm. So yeah, they're making their way down the road and they sort of, you know, they're riding there on their very fine horses and uh, not trying to hide it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just sort of look at you and give you a nod as you're down there on the ground walking next to your pack animal instead of mm-hmm. riding like a proper gentleman. Right. And it's sort of like the thing where, like, they sort of come down the middle of the road and you almost have to sort of, well, you don't have to. They're expecting you to sort of step out of the way and make room for them. They're not yielding the path at all. Oh, I'm definitely encouraging us that, that we should all move off to the side, let them pass. Okay. All right. So, yeah, they go on their way and they give you another nod, um, you know, barely acknowledging you. And then they just keep riding off down the road to the distance and you lose sight of them wide-eyed holding my dog as I see knights. Oh. <laughs> yeah, does anybody else... Does it mean anything? Does anybody else want to do anything as before they take off or anything? Uh, I'm confident that I will get my character killed at some point, but I don't feel like it should be this point. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I totally think Isambard is in... Uh, he's... If you've ever seen the BBC um, Pride and Prejudice, he's channeling Mr. Collins right now. <laughs> nice. All right. Simpering, simpering and bowing and all that. Yeah, I, I know my place. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I guess then do you guys, you know, finish the journey to Loban? Do you make your way to the last leg of the journey? Uh, yes, I'm actually kind of encouraging us to maybe pick up the pace a little bit because now I'm my head's filling with questions about you know, why I just saw what I saw and what this might mean and um, what exactly are we going to find when we get there? And am I going to potentially be bringing news back to the sheriff that he's not going to want to hear? Okay. So like, like all my, all my grand visions of this being like a triumphal, you know, I go and I come back and I get patted on the head and, you know, you're such a valuable asset and blah, blah, blah. Like now, I'm worried that's all turning to ash when I come back and say, yeah, um, you don't actually control Luban anymore, but don't kill me for telling you (laughs) that. Cool. All right. Yeah, so uh, good to know. Okay, so yeah, you guys uh, sort of push your way. You make your way to Luban. And as you come into the outskirts of town, you notice that the townsfolk, even though it's sort of whatever, it's not sunset because it's raining still, but you see that people have gathered around the outskirts of town where you've seen sort of like these makeshift gallows. And... Because mm-hmm. um, I gotta head out, so I'm gonna put the uh, donkey on autopilot. Okay, <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, we were just about to wrap for the night, I apologize. That's right. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you get to these gallows and you see uh, an execution waiting to take place. There's about eight people. They look like they might be of like, you know, the stories you've heard of barbarians, of the Tyelda or the the calf barbarians. And there's a number of them, you know, with the nooses around their neck. And there's a man, you know, yelling from on top of the gallows, and he seems a little intoxicated, but he's screaming about, you know, these invaders, you know, they've killed our people. 
and uh, you know they they think they have the gall to get away with what they did to our brothers and sisters. Uh, you know, you see some of them are men, some of them are women. There's two children. The women are striking. They're just genuinely really striking, like almost like slightly exotic, but stunning. And, um, you know, the sort of intoxicated man, you know, continues his rant and then turns around, throws the lever lever, and uh, the eight people drop and are executed. And uh, that's where we're going to call it for the night. Yikes. All right. Uh, I think a cornerstone of any civilized society is its justice system. So, you know, (laughs) Ethan Bart looks a little more bothered by this than you think he might be. There you go. Yeah. So again, yeah, sorry, this probably had another slow start. I don't know if it's interesting walking down the road and meeting people, but um, Hmm. these are the people in the neighborhood. Yeah, that's fine. No, I, I, you know, I like the, the RP. Yeah, I was I was curious about the the random encounters, what they offered. Uh, so I was just mm-hmm. sort of rolling through them and seeing how it came up. Yeah, uh, I I, uh, I like a slow boil with this because I didn't get to do as much prep for playing this uh, as I would have typically done. So I'm glad we didn't get super deep into the heart of the me- mechanics and all that. So okay. Cool. I'm glad to hear that. So the the thing I'd like you guys to do, any skill you colored in the star, I'm curious if this is going to work or if it's bugged. Click on the star one more time. Um, let's get to these are the people in your area. That's bad, right? Well, that's what I'm, uh, that should be good because I want to... And then do the SDR? Is that what you want us to do? Oh, wait, do we, do we want to roll over? You want to roll over just like in. Okay. Just like it. So when I clicked on the star a second time, it says, do you want to perform a skill development roll or just disable the flag? uh, You want to do the skill development roll. And it looks like the cook. So I'm wondering if it added one to your skill. Let me look. Uh, Because I wrote my cooking down. So my cooking originally was 12 uh, and 60. So it, it brought up my ML from 60 to 61. It did it automatically. Okay, cool. So yeah, anybody who quote unquote succeeded, which is a failure because it's backwards right um so like yes uh it, i'm hoping so that it, just... it didn't change on mine when i failed got it okay cool cool Looks but, like it works. but mine did go up by one on the success it did go up yep. by one cool yeah because some people were saying like they had theirs go up by like 2000 because some number was bugged and it didn't know what it was doing but i just wanted to make sure it worked um all right so yeah and if once you did the skill development role it should have on uh, the the star should have went blank again. Hopefully that happened. Yep. yep. Star is gone. All right. Fancy. There you go. Uh, yeah. So we'll stop there. That's sort of experience. It's only one point. It goes up instead of one d four. Yoinks. I'll probably be a little more generous with experience than I should be, but I tend to do that since we only play once a month. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hopefully this was okay. I feel like yeah. once we get in combat, we're all going to die, but we'll see how it goes. Exactly. <laughs> that's what i think as well so uh so i'm trying to play eamon the way i think someone who actually grew up in a castle knowing that you know my that death comes to us all very quickly <laughs> well and, and more importantly i'm not you know the guy who's supposed to be dealing out death i'm the guy who's supposed to be tiptoeing around death in the hopes that it doesn't just arbitrarily and capriciously turn on me <laughs> uh so 
you know yep. good times so yeah. yeah very good yeah cool. hopefully this is all right and again yeah, it's all right dude you know it's been slow yeah. but all right and yeah, slow is okay just you know make sure you keep building us to that climax that's all i want mm-hmm. yep <laughs> Right. All right, guys. Thank you very much. The right. tantric, you're the tantric GM. Yeah, that's right. The tantric GM. <laughs> yeah. Right. Night, boy. Bye, boys. All right, have a good night. Thanks again. Bye. Later. Bye. I'm losing money if I don't get it now. That's right. You know. So, so this is basically metal pirates. Is that what I'm gathering? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. the whole the whole theme of Morkborg, it's a very, like, just, it's almost like you're in some weird plane. Uh, what's the, what's that old D&D game, Planescape or whatever? You know, you, yeah, you're in the plane of death and, like, shit is just weird. It's kind of like, uh, what's the one that... Um, Derek was running us through Anthony. Anyway, it's Troika. It, it's that it's the theme and the, the mechanics are just simple, right? It's very it's like a roll D20 kind of mechanic thing and and a lot of tables with a lot of theme. So. Yeah, it's all it's all like if you like that style of art, like most of the Morkborg stuff kind of copies that style of art. So and I do yeah. like so. It's something. It gives me something to do. You know, I mean, it, it, I inject money into the economy. I'm doing my part. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and a lot of it comes from Exalted Funeral. And every other week or so, I'll just put in an order for everything Exalted Funeral has that I haven't already kickstarted. And sometimes I won't get that completely right. So I've got to, sometimes I have more than one copy of some stuff. But Caleb knows. He's in, he's he's in the know now. He's in the necrop- necropolis. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, Pete, I saw you get in there too. Yeah. yeah. I I was right after him. I was. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's probably why you saw the pirate Borg, right? On yeah. There, in the necropolis. Oh no no no! I saw that on the uh, the Borg Borg this week. Oh okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, it, well, the one that's coming out, the one that was last year is Cyborg. Well, oh, that yeah, I'm, got that that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I've got a, you know, in my, um, you know, like in, in, I have a folder. Oh, hold on a second. Be back in a few minutes. Uh oh. Uh oh. Mm -mm. Maybe we should try and squeeze some Harn in while he's going. <laughs> oh my God, this Pete guy just like uh, <laughs> stopping us from harning. So with that Mork Borg stuff, if I, is it the idea of it more appealing than playing it? Like, is it just the attitude of, or people... that's why I think that's what attracts me to it. Um, okay. Like, are people there's not like it's not like there are some systems I'm attracted to because of the mechanics. Um, this one's mostly theme. Like, I've actually read the rule book, and it's kind of hard. Like, there's not a lot of rule book there. It's a lot of tables and pictures, and yeah, yeah. It's um. What's the word I'm looking for? Mood, I guess, is what I would say. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like you know, the stuff even in the even in the like the basic rule book, just like the the world and the setting is all very cool. Like, yeah, like okay, yeah, you're dead, and but but then this other shit's going on, and like and that your constant pain, and oh, there's a little bit less pain. Oh no, now more pain. It makes me think of um, Realm of Chaos and oh, what's the other book called? Slaves of Darkness. The old, the very old Games Workshop Warhammer books. Okay. Because if you ever yeah. looked at those books, they're like edited like a madman did it. Yeah. But there's a lot of good shit in there if you're willing to like not enjoy editing. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't need layout, then they're wonderful. <laughs> yeah. They look pretty and they're full of stuff. So can I digress this a little bit more while we wait for Pete? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So uh, there is an OSR game uh, originally entitled Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers. Uh, Hyper, Hyperborea. And Hyperborea. they did a, did a third edition and changed the name to Hyperborea. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I got it. Uh, and I was looking at it. And it's it appears to draw uh, equally from like BX and AD&D first edition. Okay. There's not and a lot I, of difference between those two, really. Just right. So that's what mind. I was curious about is, yeah. is because I don't have the reference points in my past, you know, how big that divide is. Um, it's not huge. Okay. The 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 BX is uh in fact the OSE the if you do the advanced OSE they've moved they've taken back. sorry about that that's the bridge between uh original because BX was simple like all the the big thing AD and D was is it through the um the dungeon master's guide which had like you know tracking rations and like exploring and all these other fancy stuff and then all the extra classes that weren't in bx so like assassin okay. and monk and so that's what ad and d added so it, with osc when they go advanced and then you get these other things where you're, we're adding on paladins and all this stuff that's kind of moving it toward ad and d i guess there probably are like there there still are some role differences but they're not that different really okay all right stats are the same you know d20 mechanic is the same yeah. um i don't know that ad and d ever had a roll under stat uh type test which i kind of like from bx 
Okay. So, but yeah, I really like the. I mean, Molve is like peak D and D. Yeah, yeah. Molve is BX. Uh, okay. Right? Uh, who is? Yeah, I forget. I don't know. I'd probably get in trouble because there's there's Beckme and there's BX. Yeah. And then there's and Molve was like was well Molve was the one right before BX I think. Right? Maybe yeah. I think it became BX. Well, obviously it became BX, but like because basic that's basic, right? Is BX? Yeah, BX means basic in advance. Um, okay. And Molve was the one basic that came out, and then they redid them. Oh no, Molve did the BX, right? I think that's like this one of those like same difference things, right? Yeah, and they're really not like they the 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 one that came out. Um, uh, the because oh no, Mulvey did the first edition and the Holmes. Holmes is the Holmes is the the first MVP. basic, right. and then Mulvey redid them as BX, and then I don't know who did Beckme, but yeah, I have no idea. Like it is funny. Like, thing. there's a Facebook group for BX, and there's a Facebook group for Beckme. Oh my god! Like, they run across the little the little wall, and they throw little shit at each other. It's so funny. It's like <laughs> story or something like. Yeah. Something. I mean, it, there's nothing like conflicts where we're so close together that all we can do is fight about. Uh, yeah. Cool. Wait, we're we're coming back to religion again. Exactly. <laughs> religion. <laughs> splitter exactly yes we'll not accept their rabbit god until they accept our duck god <laughs> exactly that's right thing is somewhere along the line i had a a document that had outlined all the differences i can't find that now oh from bx and ad and d and stuff yeah from yeah. From, like, from, from the white box through homes through yeah i've BX. seen a couple of those theirs are really neat i like those yeah um and I can tell you, as a kid who played this shit in the '80s, I started with the red basic set from Moldvay, and then I threw in the AD and D books, and we would just pull all the buck fucking books out, and like, you know, uh, one guy wants to be a paladin, so we have to have the AD and D books, and you know, yeah. these other guys. Then we're but we're playing, we're familiar with the basic rules, so we're using those. Yeah, that's well, kind of sure explain Mark Bork too, Duck, isn't it? Kind of, it's just like yeah. Mark Bork with that high school D and D energy. It does. Yeah. It has exactly that. Yeah, it really Where does. It's like, here's my binder with my pentagram on it and my... Yeah, and, I'm, and you know, here's all the art that I doodled in class because fuck yeah. the teacher. Everything's and... got horns and tits. Yeah. Like, oh. Horns and tits, that's right. Yeah, that's Mark Borg. Mark Borg is horns and tits. Instead of Dungeons and Dragons, it's horns and tits. <laughs> horns and honkers. There we go. Trademark. <laughs> that's awesome. Copyright that. The new Holly Duck production. That's right. Or right. horns yeah, and hooters. We'll have to. I'll have to have a discussion. Funny, 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 funny. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, this is good. So, why? Why we're we're having a roundtable tonight, right? Yeah. <laughs> we are. I'm all like I just got I was teaching a class yesterday and today and I'm on call we, and my like I am fucking hyped up but you know probably in about half an hour you might hear me snort <laughs> oh yeah I'm like wiped out too yep. luckily I avoid soda so much that when I have one it's like huge oh, it kicks, it, it kicks in the uh, proverbial yeah yeah 
Well, you should have a Red Bull then. <laughs> oh man, I'm scared of those things. Yeah, me too. Well, isn't Red Bull like they like someone actually did a paper on Red Bull and vodka, like and showed how it caused more fun. like it increased the chance of someone getting in a fight if you drank Red Bull and vodka. Clearly, clearly defined from the data. I was like, well, that's data analysis for for a good cause. And give me a Red Bull and vodka. It's like I forgot what day it was in college where I had I needed to go to a class, and if I like missed that day, they would flunk you because you had the attendance thing. Yeah, but I was sick as a dog, and I just like took a swig of like Dayquil and a Red Bull, and I was a smoker, so I also had a cigarette, <laughs> and I was sitting in that lecture just like lit <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Like, yeah foot 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 going you just know like oh my god <laughs> i had to take notes and derivatives just like wanting to die but i was so <laughs> awake oh man good stuff i miss you guys when we're when we're not doing this show. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what do you think should we give this a shot and see what happens Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. All right.